How's it going, Katanning? We are back for another episode of the Greatest City in the World podcast. Uh, here with back from vacation, yeah. Mr. Mike. So I have a nice Rizzo. tan, right? Yeah, I got a real <laughs> nice tan going on, and uh, hopefully you had a good time, had a good week off, and now it's back to work and uh, back to work on making this the greatest city in the world, right? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> back to uh, back to the mission, yeah, in reality. <laughs> yeah. So we've been going through these lists of uh, the best small towns in the United States. Uh, Mike has another list curated yeah. for us today. Uh, this will be the last one, and then the next time we'll do our wrap up and kind of the learnings through this whole process and hopefully you guys will engage with us in the comments a little bit too and uh, let us know what you think of this list but uh, what do we got today sir yeah i think so i think we have a good question and a good list this is the top 10 affordable small towns that you'd actually want to live mm-hmm. by realtor.com one of the biggest real estate yeah sites and they also syndicate this to other realtors okay right so it's trying to attract home buyers yeah um, something i think we desperately need in katanning um and it you know dovetails with the list that we've already done, right? Best up and coming towns, travel and leisure, budget travel, the coolest towns, Smithsonian best towns to visit. We did BuzzFeed's best towns according to travelers. Yeah. So we got a nice mixture. And I'm also looking at other towns list. There's about probably eight or nine lists in total that we're looking at that come out uh, annual. This list actually comes out annually. Yeah. Um, and I'm compiling all that data. And we're going to talk about it in our big kind of wrap-up. I think you might have to give me an extra week to compile this and put this all together. <laughs> yeah. But I think we've seen trends, right? We've seen arts. We've seen outdoors. We've seen commitment to local. Right. Um, we've seen revitalization, and we've seen a lot of ideas on how to revitalize downtowns and revitalize neighborhoods. Yep. This list actually has some criteria. Uh, they are actually looked at home prices, and are they appreciating or moving it forward? Mm-hmm. They looked at unemployment, crime, affordability. Okay. So this is how they came up with the list. Say those one more time. So we looked at home prices, yep. uh, particularly the appreciation of home prices. Yeah. We uh, Unemployment, yep. low crime, and affordability. Okay. Just generally. And they wanted to actually have towns that were quote-unquote cool. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to live in a cool place, right? <laughs> it's so funny because even though... These th- these numbers, they probably pulled these towns in this list, and then they've also then they looked at kind of the cool factor, the vibe factor, right? right. And uh, you know some of these towns are in areas that we've talked about um, before. Yeah. Um, yeah, the vibe factor was that our that was our last video. That was the question of the day last time. Was yeah. How do we improve Catanning's vibe? I thought about that the too the whole time. The festivals in town, and yeah, you know, I think you know different streets have different vibes, but I think we need to develop a better vibe in town. I think as, as you as you indicated. Yeah. <laughs> so so check out the last one too, and let us know what you think. Go, sorry, go on. All right. So the ten towns we'll go through them fairly quickly. Uh, Boone, Iowa, is one of them. Um, they talk about different things like the income level of people too. Uh, Boone's just what I've gauged is a nice town, revitalized downtown. Iowa, a couple of Iowa towns have made the list, which I thought was u- unique. But yeah. they've done a really good job in some of these Iowa towns of cleaning things up, having nice towns that are really affordable and, and people want to live. Um, Van Wert, Ohio is one that I really caught my eye on this list. Okay, uh, it's in the far northwestern section of Ohio. It was the cheapest place on the list to live. They said the average home price there was ninety-four thousand dollars. Uh, but they have a, but it is a town that has an art center, uh, really quaint Main Street, really full bustling Main Street, mm-hmm. uh, and property values are appreciating. Okay. All these had either stable or increasing property values, and it's not near any major city. Really, the closest city would probably be Toledo. Oh wow. Or even Detroit. It's probably a couple hours from Van Wert. 
um, but it is ha- has a nice thriving town. If you they have a website there, we talked about promotion is one of these things that these towns do. A nice website, what's going on? Really strong. Seems like a really strong chamber. Another town, pretty much out in the middle of nowhere, Decatur, Indiana, is on the list. Average home there's about 117,000. It's one of the cheaper places. Another one that caught my notes was McPherson, Kansas. Mm-hmm. It's a more expensive place to live, 160,000 in the average home. Uh, they have a college there, so they have a very vibrant, it's a very vibrant small community. Yeah. Um, next one is Los Alamos, New Mexico. Okay. Now, this is affordable by New Mexico standards. And who knew this, Andrew? I did not know this. I know that the West is, we talked about the West being hot. Oh, yeah. But Los Alamos, of course, people know the lab. It's a big national, the, the Los Alamos National Lab, right? Government facility. Right, right. The average home price in Los Alamos is $376,000. Oh, my goodness. And it's, it's a very artsy town as well. But that is much cheaper than living in San Jose, which is, or Santa Fe, New Mexico, yeah. which has now become like one of the it cities to be in. Mountains, outdoors, arts. The average home single family home in santa fe six hundred thousand dollars oh my god so los alamos at 40 miles away from a city the, the interesting thing here is you had a you have a, a growing vibrant city in santa fe you have los alamos which is giving you a a smaller kind of more cost effective place to live right and they're attracting families um it's also one of the best places for jobs the average household in new, in los alamos makes one hundred ten thousand dollars it's oh, one wow. of the top places in the country. The average household in Catania, I think, is like twenty some thousand, twenty nine thousand. Yeah, individually, yeah, I think is uh, the income obviously much lower here. But they've been able to capitalize on being cheaper than the nearby city. Yeah, which is something that we certainly could do as With Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah, for sure. Especially if you look at the kind of those northern, northern suburbs of Pittsburgh. Um, plus, then you have places like. East Liberty and mm-hmm. the, those places that are kind of our direction that you that are really vibrant and really, um, but have really high yeah. things. Like I always say, Catanning, right? So a lot of people who live in East Liberty mm-hmm. are younger people, right, or doctors or single, right? And they're spending unbelievable amounts in their rent, right? Yeah. And they don't have a yard, they have parking issues. A lot of them use public transportation, right? Um, but uh, there's a lot of first-time home buyers, even in these big areas, right? They buy the home as investments. Yeah. But then they move, right? And right now they're moving to Murraysville, which is the hottest suburb of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, Murraysville, Hampton Township, Upper St. Clair, Mount Le- Lebanon area, and Cranberry. Mm-hmm. Those are the areas where families move to out of the city to. And I think Catanning could try to position itself as a cheaper, more, less cookie-cutter suburban location. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could have a... Cranberry equivalent house in Catanning for two hundred thousand less, yeah, at least than what right? you'd pay in Cranberry, or and then you'd maybe add fifteen minutes to yeah. your commute at the most. Murraysville, I think the average home price in Murraysville, which is still about an hour from downtown Pittsburgh, yeah, a little closer in some, uh, is two hundred seventy-six thousand dollars. It's appreciating about fourteen to fifteen percent a year. Wow! But uh, and that's you know we can compete with Murraysville. I think we I think we can figure out ways to do this. Absolutely. Um, so the next town, I wanted to know if you knew this town. It's Austin, Minnesota. No. See, every Minnesota town, I do not know. <laughs> so this is, they say this town is near nothing, but it has one, one unique factor. Yeah. It is the hometown of Hormel Foods. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And Hormel, of course, they a big consumer brand, right? Yeah. But they have actually invested heavily in this town. Mm-hmm. And they have cleaned it up, and they've put a lot of money into the town, mm-hmm. right? 
and we talked about potentially a big company like Rosebud putting more money to improving the town. Right. In this case, this is an actual example. They're building a $35 million community center in in in, uh, in Austin, Minnesota. Average wow. house is only 115000 And they say, according to this article, it, if all these towns, this town has the most construction. It is two hours away from Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, really in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota. Yeah. But unique kind of niche here. They had the company that has invested heavily into making this place a great place to live, and it's it's booming actually. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the, these big employers. If they want to survive, they almost need to to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I I do think of those those bigger companies that we have around here. Ultimately, they're going to have a crisis of uh, needing to attract people. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to have a town to attract them to if we if they don't try to invest. Invest right, where right, at. right, right, right. And we've talked about the companies in Pittsburgh being at the forefront of trying to get Amazon and working, you know, through the Allegheny Conference. If you look at PNC, you look at PPG, you, you look PN uh, PNC Bank, UPMC. Right. People don't realize how much money mm. they invest in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, not through arts, right? I mean, they're supporting most of the arts, most of the museums, the science centers, right? Uh, the zoos, those are all getting corporately financed, but they're also doing a lot of things to actually pay groups to entice companies to come to town and, and in, in, in improve the startup culture. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, you look at a lot of the older stuff here, like PPG and those kinds of things that have gone away because they could outsource. You know, a lot of things that we have are not outsourceable. You yeah. know, you can, hospitals don't move. Gas wells don't move. <laughs> Coal mines don't move. They're, they're, they need to be, they need to attract workers here. So sure. that's an interesting point. I think the Hormel, that, I think that's the birthplace of spam, actually. Right. They have a spam museum. So think, there's another museum. Yeah. This town, like many of these towns <laughs> on this list, has a museum. And it's a spam museum. Yeah. But, so I do know about Austin, Minnesota, in retrospect. <laughs> but I know it as the place of the spam museum. Yeah. Um, Wilston, uh, North Dakota, is really the home of the kind of this oil boom. Yeah, and it, I know it, Wilston. It, it, it grew really big, but the average home now, you know, is now over a quarter million dollars. Yeah. But I understand there are some challenges there, but they really liked that the the value you get there. Yeah, that's like the home of the Bakken shale yeah. oil boom, yeah. and it's uh, crazy money in that town right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Mexico, Missouri, is a small town on the list. Uh, that made the list, but but these towns are not like near any big cities, which I find interesting that their home values are appreciating. Yeah. Uh, this one is another one that I think you might know of in your neck of the woods, Merle, Wisconsin. Okay. It is 145,000 is the average home price there. It is a river town similar to Catanning. Yeah. They have lots of parks, craft breweries. Again, not close to any major cities. Right. But they have built kind of this nice local ecosystem that has attracted people to want to live and these properties are going up and the other one is the number 10 on the list is andrews texas which is sort of like the back in oil bloom it's a oil booming area of texas and values of this town uh have shot up tremendously yeah uh, but that you know it's brought in problems but it's also brought in uh amenities for these people and uh it's a good place to to live now uh, yeah. Are you going to comment? Because I, I, have, I have a follow-up to all yeah, this. Yeah, no, you go, you go ahead first. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like I steal your thunder on these shows. No, you're good. I guess I'm do, doing the research, and I, and I kind of understand where things are going. You're the subject matter expert here. <laughs> I guess. I'm just the antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> but I love to hear your comments, right? <laughs> so I said, okay, so this home value question is really, you know, I lived in Catanning all my life. Yeah. Right? And I own a home in Catanning. Right. Right, and I think 
a lot of people who are in the same situation have seen depreciation, yeah. right? We, we certainly haven't seen home values go up in, in many years, right? And I think that's, you know, we'll tie into our question. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to put this, this home price question to the test with the other towns. Yeah. So I randomly picked some towns that made a lot of sense uh, that are relatable on the other list. Mm-hmm. We talked about Yellow Springs, Ohio last list, right? right? You know, outside of Dayton, Ohio, Two hundred twenty-five to three hundred thousand, depending on which site you look at, average home value. It's up twenty percent in the last year. A home in this town of Yellow Springs, Ohio. Wow. And I think some of this has to do with them getting on these lists because Yellow Springs is is what I'd call one of the the newer towns that yeah. got on these lists, and now people are trying to move there. You have and our two PA towns <laughs> on there too. I did. Okay. So I looked at Jim Thorpe. Now Jim Thorpe was one of the original towns. It's a legacy town. Yeah. Right? And its home values haven't appreciated much in the last in recent years. Okay. Uh, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. New Hope, which is the other the other one that was on the last list. Yeah. Which is outside of Philadelphia. Get this. The average home, average home in New Hope, how much do you think it is? I don't know, two hundred. Five hundred sixty-three thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh! And this crazy. is in Pennsylvania. Yeah. But if you remember us talking about New Hope, the shop, the shop, it said the shopping in New Hope is great. They have antique stores. They have these fashion boutiques. Well, no wonder, yeah, right? Absolutely. When people have that type of earning money to spend, yeah. Right. That that um, and that just goes to show the value of your home is is an economic driver, right? right? It's um, Fulton, Missouri, which is the one that made it on both lists, mm-hmm. right? Its home values are up 11% in the last year, uh, but they're still only around $140,000 a home. Fredericksburg, Texas, Texas, we talked about Texas Hill Country. Yep. The home values there are going up. They're almost $300,000. Litza, Pennsylvania, the other Pennsylvania town, yep. the average home in Litza is $230,000. Okay. And Sagatok, New York. Or no, Sagatok, Michigan. Yeah. I, was, I looked at some of the New York places, and they were even higher. Yeah. But this town in Michigan, Sagatok, Michigan, everyone thinks of a depressed economy, and yeah. it really is broadly throughout the state. But in this town, the average home price, again, nice, clean town in the borough, is $398,000. Wow. So, so what's, I don't, what's Catani? <laughs> do we know? So I my... So Catanian, if you look on the list like Zillow and Truzilla, Trula and Realtor.com, is it's t- kind of choppy to pull out because they include the Catanian Township and part of the list. Yeah, they just do the zip codes. Yeah. So yeah. my my best guess of looking at properties in town and what is what what's on the market and what prices they're on the market for, and I know that they sell a couple of lists have mentioned Catanian values actually Catanian's homes actually sell below list value typically. Yeah. Um, I think. Everyone would agree with that, right? Yep. I would say that the, the probably the average home price in Catania is about sixty-one thousand dollars. Would be my right. best guess. Now I know we want to look at figuring this out because I think it is a huge indicator. Yeah. But if you look at all these towns, right? We talked about arts, parks, uh, outdoors, shopping, vibrant downtowns, right? But at the root of them, they're places that people want to live, and people are paying a premium to live. Well, right. And, and it- they're farther away from a metropolitan area than Catania. A lot of these that are seeing the boom, which shocks me well right and so you look at the potential upside is crazy right Mm -hmm. and then you look at the the people that own houses already in katani what would this mean for them if this turnaround did happen because if all of a sudden your sixty thousand dollar house is now worth one hundred and twenty thousand dollars that opens up a wealth of opportunity for you to because i mean one of the most common ways for people to improve their house or to buy a car or do the you know 
invest in a business, people will take out home equity loans because mm-hmm. they, they have now something of value that they can sure. utilize to, to kind of snowball into the next good thing. And so to, to create that kind of personal wealth in our town over the next, I don't know, 10 years, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. well, no, eight years we only have. So, yeah. Uh, but, um, huge, huge potential upside there because if you, I don't know what's cranberry's got to be three, three fifty as far sure. as average home price there. If we could even become half of that. Sure. If, if we can show growth, I mean, I think the first step is to show growth, right? And yeah. I, and I think we got to figure out some things. I, I mentioned like the zoning in Catania is really bad right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, recommended that it needs to be rezoned professionally. Yeah. Uh, as, as something that would give people peace of mind to buy in Catania, right? I think if people assume that the streets are going to be paved, right, and that their services, you know, there's different things that are that the in some areas of the town can do, and then, uh, you know, if their neighbor is going to keep it up, their house clean, right? I mean, that's yeah. going to encourage more investment, and that's going to bring up property values. As we said, of all these towns, a lot of these towns have put strict regulations or have done a really good job through public and private to clean up bad areas of town, right? Um, I looked at Paducah, Kentucky, right? Um, and to fix problems, to have these places that people want to explore. Yeah. Um, and that has risen property values and that has attracted people. Because yep. if you think about it, if your people are coming to your town, that's going to potentially be home buyers. And uh, it just has built this ecosystem that has built these towns up. Yeah. So a town two in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin can have property values five times greater than Catani. Yeah. I mean, this is why I'm so obsessed with blight and- uh, <laughs> Right, I, I figured you'd be all about this because it really dovetails with blight. It it's absolutely does because um, we're, we were literally just talking about this yesterday. Uh, you know, there's a there's a couple places on Hawthorne Avenue. On the one end of Hawthorne Avenue, there's two, two the biggest pieces of blight right next to each other. The whole, the whole street's beautiful, okay? Mm-hmm. You look at half the street, it's like quintessential America. Houses are well taken care of. It's fine. This other end, you have two houses there, and it destroyed the entire street. Mm-hmm. And so you think you have a house on one end, it's it's worth $70,000. If you put that house on the other end next to these two houses, it's worth ten. I mean, you, you wouldn't be able to sell it because yeah. it's, ne- it's next to these two houses. You'd have to literally give it away. And so this is why I'm so obsessed with codes enforcement and so obsessed with blight because it's such a drag on the economy that if we can't figure this out on a local government level and figure out a way to to make these to get these properties moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. uh, we'll never raise home values. Right. It won't. It just can't happen. And I don't think we can be considered one of the best towns in America. Yeah. With declining home values. I yeah. I, I think totally it's agree. almost the elephant in the room yeah. in Catania and much of Armstrong County. Right. And I, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to put anybody down or put anybody on the spot either. But I don't think we have a full comprehension of putting $10,000 into codes enforcement yeah. might literally mean $25,000 to every house around them. Sure. And so it could putting $10,000 in might mean $200,000 to a block. That means so much money, so much to those families um, or to those landlords or whoever that they can then use that to hopefully then improve their properties too. So I don't know. I just think every dollar that we spend on codes enforcement or blight remediation is uh, multiplied by a factor of 10, probably. Yeah. Well, I think you've seen these towns make investments, mm-hmm. and it's come good. Yeah. But they were smart investments. Yep. And they had strategy and long-term vision. Yep. And it's come good in the value of property 
in their towns. Yeah. Well, that's exactly where I was going to go next. Is you and I have talked about that a lot. You have to have a strategy and we have to have a, a grander vision so that when you're making these hard decisions, you're not just making people angry. Sure. You have people people will be less angry if they know, "Hey, this is happening because in the long term we want to raise house values by double or we want to be able to draw this many employers or this many tourism dollars or whatever that looks like." Uh, it becomes a lot easier to to stomach hard decisions in the short term if you know that the long term is going to be a lot brighter. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm 100% on board with you on that. Um, I was asking about the four things in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. We talked about home prices. We talked about that extensively. How do we, do we know how we compare unemployment wise and crime wise versus uh, some of these places that are booming around us? I, I think of the Butler area, the Cranberry area, those kinds of things. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming our unemployment rate is fairly close. Our unemployment rate is fairly close. It's a little bit higher. Not, it mostly goes by county, the data yeah. that I've been able to get, right? Armstrong County is a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, but we're not attracting people. If you look at the the highest, the good high-paying jobs, right? Right. The people in those areas are moving to the Murraysvilles of the world, the Peters Townships of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because... They're spending a lot more money to do that. Yeah. But they're in an area that's growing. They, they there's different reasons why they're doing that, right? Um, but unemployment, I think, if we start marketing the town right, right, I think you're going to have people employed people move in is a goal. I yeah. think crime is an interesting thing because the numbers are pretty sketchy to find. Yeah. But I think Catani, I always said, hey, I was only intern mayor for two months, right? But one of the things I wanted to do, we actually, crime went down. Yeah. And I don't know why it went down, uh, other than I talked about wanting to be a little bit harder on some different things. But if someone, I would love to see us put more of the crime statistics out there. Right. And do more to actually fight crime. I think, based on what I've seen, is our numbers, are, our crime statistics are actually much higher, not horribly higher, but higher than Murraysville, Hampton, Cranberry. Okay. Um, things like property theft, things along those lines. I'd guess it's a little and, and, higher just and, because of the compaction of, of, you know, where we're at. But Sure. And I'd guess and, it's a little lower than places like East Liberty or something like that. I yeah, don't know. It depends. It, you know, a lot of the crime in Catanning comes from uh, rented properties. Yeah. You know, a lot of the police calls end up at rented properties or that's where... Um, you know, so I think improving some of that, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, would would improve some of the different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I think as maybe a side project or a, a side task force might want to look at some of the things we could do on crime mm-hmm. because it is factored into a lot of these places where people want to live. Yeah. And certainly we want Catania to feel safer, uh, and be safer. Yeah. Right? Uh, to live. It'd just be really interesting if we had made a marketing video for Catanning and had kind of side-by-side statistics, Cranberry, Murraysville, and, uh, and Catanning, and just what, here's the average home price, uh, here's the unemployment rates, here's the crime rates, and here's how affordable it is to live. Sure. I bet you would show differences of, over the course of 10 years, half a million dollars for every person if you, if you looked at those things and, and say, hey, yeah. Is it worth it to take come and take a look at Catanning? Yeah. Why don't you come and visit and uh, visit this coffee shop and kayak on the river yeah. and do all the great things that are going to be here in the next eight years and and buy a house that you can live in. Yeah. Uh, that buy has a house space. You could probably pay. Ca- <laughs> you could pay cash for, for it with yeah. what you're going to put your down payment on the one in Cranberry <laughs> and be free and clear. Which is yeah yeah and you know and I always said if it's a moonshot idea we need to think about light rail to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, you talk about tripling property values overnight. That would do it. Oh my, yeah. Uh, even connecting the trail to Pittsburgh. 
yeah. would would do things for property values. So I think property values needs to be on one of our is certainly one of the main things that we need to solve for over the next eight years to make Catanning one of the best places to live in. Yeah, well, it's going to be a definite indicator of are we succeeding or not. Yeah, you know, we're. I think if you see some of these things start to turn around, you do clean up blight and. Um, the drug problems abated and the downtown fills up. I think you're naturally going to see, as vacancy rates go down, property property's going to go up. And the, obviously, the more blight we, I think blight's just the, so so key to this thing. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> no I, one's going to want to buy a house next to a house that's falling I, down. I figured you'd be up on this list. Now, I think that in other cities, right, have have done things to revitalize those. They've given those homes away to people who would invest in them. Right. Right. Given low cost loans. Right. Um, to tore them down. Mm-hmm. To make parkland, yeah, um, and have done different d- done different things to get rid of their blight, yeah, and improve neighborhoods. Yeah, and I I just thought there's so many conversations I think we need to have after this with our with our rose buds with our Snyder company with um, even next year bank to figure mm-hmm. out how can we partner together between city and corporate in our in our in our town to try to make this a better place and see if they're willing to kind of make that investment or take that next step it'd be it'd be really interesting to hear their take on some of these conversations awesome yeah so the question of the day yeah let's do it is what do you th- what would make Catanning a better place to buy a home yeah to buy a home in Catanning borough what what would you want to have happen yeah so it's like and you could give us a whole list if you want to but give us your number one for sure you know what is it like is it is it the blight issue? Is it yeah. the drug issue? Is it what what would make it a better place to buy a, buy a house? I love that question. Yeah, I think it's a pertinent question. Yeah. And I'll be back now in a couple weeks with the, I feel the pressure. Yeah. to produce this giant well, the 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 compaction of these lists. I mean, pretty much the <laughs> entire future of the city is riding on your shoulders. So, uh, no well, problem. it'll be right. It'll be right on the people who do nothing with this or do something with yeah. with the directive because I think what has been crystal clear is the best cities, the best towns in America yeah. have a blueprint that they're following yeah. and have certain assets um, that they have and have done certain things and promote them. Pr- they all promote themselves. We know that. And they all buy local and they all have a local vibe. So I think we know the roadmap. Yep. Let's just lay it out for everyone to see and go from there. Yeah. Once the vision's there, it's just down to execution. Can we do it from a city government level? Can we do it as individuals and in our and our businesses? Can we all pull together and make this thing happen? All right. Good stuff. All right, Andrew, anything else? That's it for today, I think. Appreciate uh, it. Yep. Two weeks is the big episode. <laughs> two Fridays from today. And uh, we will uh, we'll see you then, you guys. Sounds good.